Hi, my name is Adedeja Adeomi. Thank you for joining us today on Godly Council Podcast. If today is your first time of actually listening to us, this is a place where we teach, preach, and admonish the undiluted word of God. And then we actually help to bridge relationship gap between God and you. I understand you feel your life is shattered, battered, or God can't take you back. You've messed up too much. This is the place where we actually help you to connect with your maker on a daily basis. So we are not the preaching the whole truth. We are just set of and part, set peace and part of the whole truth. So we have other ministries and churches and the preachers and teachers that are teaching the truth. So we are just being part of it. So we actually do this to let people know that there's no church that is the best. We are all working together on a common goal. Like Jesus said, we are the body of the Christ, meaning I can be the finger when someone else is the highest. So we just have to walk hand in hand together. So thank you for joining and then listening to us today. So we started a series called The Kingdom of God. And then it's a series that is helping us to fully understand what we're trying to achieve in the teaching of um, the structures and system of the world. So the kingdom of God is just for us to enable to know the structure and system God himself puts in place for us to actually live faithfully, successfully, and then fulfilling on earth. So that's what, what we're going with. So we started the introduction last week where we you need to take the message and listen to it. So we're actually going deeply into what this kingdom is all about. So one of the things we talked about last week is um, you can actually be part of the kingdom, but yet you are not the greatest. So we're going to be teaching us that it, things that is around being the greatest and why you don't need to be just the least in the kingdom. So before we go ahead, we'll say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Thank you for another opportunity to teach your word today. Thank you for the era. Lord, the preacher is a sinner. Lord, have mercy. And the era is also a sinner. Lord, have mercy. Don't let the era to hear the Dejadeomi's word, but let them hear your word through the Dejadeomi. Lord, we thank you. I will reveal, refuse, and deny every activities of the enemy. I will say, lose your hold and your grip. Offer this message in the mighty name of Jesus Christ to pray. Amen and amen. Amen. So thank you for actually taking your time. So like you said, we are going deeply into what the Kingdom of God series that was started. So today we are going to be looking at the mysteries of the Kingdom. So before I go into the mysteries, the mysteries are going to be helping us to understand that you can be the least of the Kingdom, meaning that you are neither in or out. Then you can be the greatest, which means you are fully incorporated into the Kingdom. And that means the system and structure God puts in place for us to live on earth and to ensure that we are bearing fruit. So today we are going to be looking at the mystery of God's kingdom. Our scripture is taken from Matthew 7.21, King James Version, Matthew 7.21. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So now, what is the will 
of God. So one of the things we need to understand is this. A lot of people are going to call Lord, Lord. And then this message, I, I, so just today, a friend of mine posted something on, it's put, there's a cartoon that shows a framework of different people in the church. And then there was a comment written on it, underneath that says, um, are you, because there's a scripture where Paul was telling us that towards the end of time, many people are going to be looking for messages. They talk about the eating here. They will want to hear the truth. They'll be looking for lives to feed them so that they can stand. So the cartoon explained it about the preacher trying to preach the gospel, which is the truth. Then the, well, the people that are assistant, that street pastor that are with him, they are trying to sabotage that by saying, with this message, it fetch us enough money to pay for the building and pay for the other things. Then there's some people saying, I wasted my time to come to listen to this kind of message. Some saying this message are vague and old. Some are saying this due to the law. But I'm, I'm telling you today that the mystery of the kingdom is going to open your heart to that question. That are you trying to hear the truth or you're just listening to what you want to hear? So this is Matthew 7.21 telling us that not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth in our time right now we have more of hearing than doing and me inclusive i'm not bringing myself out we hear a lot we hear about it and we begin to just call lord lord we call lord lord most of the time for our desires for the things that we want but yet we are not ready to do the will of the father we put our will ahead. We are in the competition with what the world system has put in place. Time and success. And that is what we live our life with every day of our life. So, we are not in that competition of meeting up. There is the will of the Father that we all need, including this boy that is talking to you to understand that what does God want us to do and that is what is, is the criteria for us to actually enter but the kingdom of heaven that uh, Matthew 7 21 is talking about is not the earthly kingdom of heaven it's not the atmosphere it's not the system or structure it's the internal kingdom of heaven that will be forever so let's look at Matthew 21 28 or 32 it's going to be a long reading so we are asking the question what is the will of god so let's start with matthew 21 28 to 32 i'm reading from amplifier version what do you think there was a man who had two sons and he came to the first and said son go and walk in the vineyard today and he answered are we not but afterward, he regretted it and changed his mind and went. Then the man came to the second son and said the same thing. And they replied, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of the father? Which of the will? 
I know you might have heard this um, parable, one of the stories of Jesus Christ. But the truth is, who did? The one that refused and said they would not go, but regrets the action and went. Or the one that said, yes, I will go, but did not. Who? So the chief priests and the elders were here. They replied, the first one, Jesus said unto them, I assured you and most solemnly say to you that the tax collectors, the prostitutes, will get into the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you by walking in the way of righteousness. You did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. Believe me, and you, seeing this, did not even change your mind afterward and believe him, accepting what he proclaimed to you. At this time, John the Baptist is proclaiming that, yes, I understand you guys, was proclaiming that I understand you guys know about a God that Moses taught you, but there's a God that is the gateway of the kingdom which is Jesus Christ and they don't want to accept Jesus they look for every means not to accept but the people that they don't even feel they are qualified to know God they don't feel they have the qualities to walk in this holy temple they don't feel they have the qualities to even stand among the Jews hear that there is a gate an opportunity for them they embraced it one of the things that is going to make a lot of people not to fulfill the will of the Father is with the assurance and the confidence and the pride that they know the Father. Because one of the things that will make this person not to go ahead is to say, Oh, I know the Father, he will change his mind. Oh, I will do it tomorrow. Oh, the confidence that I know the Father. The confidence that I know all about him. I don't need to stress myself on him. Because a lot of people are going to make this mistake. And it's going to cost many people the kingdom. One of the things that Paul told us. He said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The reason why some of you are still going through one struggle. Is to bring you on your knees to actually seek the face of God. If truly you love him. The many times you fall, like you said, the righteous man shall fall many times, but will surely rise again. So you will rise again. But do you truly love God to the extent that when you fall, you notice that you fall it and you come back to God? It's not that we should not have the confidence that we know God and we... But no, 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 no. It's not, it's not to come into that realization that we know all about him. We've known everything about him. There is nothing else to know. The guy, the second son did not say, I don't know my father. He said, yes, sir. I, no problem. Yes, sir. But he did not do it. But the first one said no. He rejected the father. He rejected the instruction. But fell guilt and went ahead to do it. So, but my first thing is this, obedience is the number one key in being part of God's kingdom. The one of the first will of the Father is obedience. 
it is not worship it is not praise it is not walk in faith it is obedience as good as all these things are it is not a grace it is not a man that has lived righteously it's the one that obey and that's one of the things we get wrong we have prone to attack the ones that are not living in the right path but we fail to obey to obey the one that has sent us how many times has the obedience been straight on in God God said this is what I want but yet you keep choosing your way that this is what you want to do does it mean God is not doesn't know what he's saying no but our obedience is so lagging that we are not seeing the truth God wants us to see obedience is the one of them and there's no way you can obey without faith but you need to be strong in obedience number one thing that I said today I'm doing a recap so that you are not going to miss anything is you don't walk in that full confidence that you know everything about God you don't you don't know everything about him I will assure you you need to live in that hunger that you don't know all about God no I know God too much. If God walks in this way, this, no. Because the same God that walked with Abraham, that walked with Isaac, that walked with Esau, that walked with Jacob. Yes, Esau, I know you're going to be asking why Esau. That walked with Esau. The same God that walked with Ishmaelites. <laughs> exactly. Haggai was in the bush and the, God, the angel of God came to save Ishmaelites. It's in your scripture. He came. The Bible says the same God allowed the rain to fall on both the good and the bad, both the righteous and the unrighteous. So it works with this. So the way Moses knew God was so different from the way Jacob knew him, was so different from the way David knew him, was so different from the way Ruth, Esther, contacted God. It was different. Why was it? Because there was no man that know the entirety of God. The Bible talks about Jesus that if we are to keep all the record and miracle and everything Jesus did, even his word, they say a whole library will not contain it. And you want to tell me, even in Revelation we are told that some things are sealed for the future. That they said it's not yet the appointed time to seal it and not to tell anyone. And you want to say you know everything about it. No, you don't you don't because the only the first reason why you're going to not fulfill the will of God is because you know everything about him the second thing that I said is disobedience so obedience is the key if you are not obedient you cannot walk in the God's way when your obedience is lagging you'll find yourself lagging in the things God has called you to do so we need to have obedience you cannot believe whatever you disobey your obedience is the proof that you believe so you need to obey God I understand it's not going to be the traditional way because it is easy and let, let me let me quickly run this twist, twist for us because this is one of the message that it is not Go to the listener sometimes when it comes to the kingdom of God. 
just imagine. No, there's nothing to imagine. Do you know we obey the structures and the system of the world than God? There's an obedience to tell you that you need to go to work and you need not to be late. You need to wake up so so time. You need to come back at so so time and you need to ensure you sleep at so so time. We obey this because we have committed our livelihood on this. We have the obedience that we need to get a lot of followers for us to have growth in business, for us to have growth in as an influencer, for us to have growth in the music career, for us to have, for us to have that livelihood. We have concluded that our future must be that we have enough money, resources, connection and power to actually be live the comfortable life that we want to live. We have obeyed that word and we keep pursuing. The proof of your obedience is what you pursue. It is what you pursue on a daily basis. There is an opportunity to commit adultery. There is an opportunity to take a call. See, I, 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 okay, don't let me start picking out those things one by one. There is an opportunity to be filled with the Spirit of God. It said, do not be filled with wine, but be filled with the Spirit of God. There is an opportunity. So there is... See, but yet you choose to obey because you are in pursuance to meet up with God. Praise God. We are still at the question that was the will of God. Number one, will of God is not that you know everything about God. Number two is you have to obey. So let's quickly go to another scripture. Which is Matthew 21, 33 to 43. Amplify version again. Matthew 21, 33 to 43. Amplify version. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a wine press in it and built a tower and rented it out to tenants and farmers. And went on a journey to another country. God is in another country that reflects or should reflect over this country called the earth. And that is my own version. <laughs> so, God built a tower and rented it out to internal farmers and went on a journey to another country. So now, God came to the head, built it in the six days, and went to sit in the heavens of heavens, and left it for the tenants, where were the humans? Those are the farmers there. So in the, the, you need to, in the next, this thing I'm going to talk about is that the will of God says we are not the owner. We are only stewards. We are never, never the owner. We are only stewards. It is even rented. How is it rented? When you rent an apartment, there is an appointed time when the money will expire. When it expires, is either the person pays for another year or the person moves out, right? Yes. But And if the opportunity is there to pay for another, the person stays again, stays as long, 
till the person will find out because that's not the person's house. The person will not be there forever and permanently. So the head is the same thing too. We can't be here forever. It is rented. When your time comes to leave, you will leave unless there's a grace to elongate your time here on earth. So that is why this earth is not our own neither. We are just passing by. We are just passing time on earth. So that's why it is not our own. So here, this we are only stewards. We are not the owner. That is another will of God. God wants us to live every day with the subconscious that we are not the owner. We are just only steward. We are just only steward. He handed over all the resources on earth into our hands and we claim that we are God, we created it. We claim that we put it in existence and yet he is watching us in heaven. So, we are not the owner. We are only what? Steward. Here on earth. Let's go to verse 34. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servant to the tenants to get his share of the fruits. His own share is not all. <laughs> Can we talk about tight? <laughs> so I'm not going to talk about tight here. But I'm going to tell you this. Another will of God is this. He needs a share of our resources. So, he, he needs a share of the resources because it is not even our own in the first place. So, when the resources, is said in 34, when the harvest time approach, meaning that you've taken these resources to invest it, that's what most of us call innovation. We just think out of an idea and we're able to put the resources on earth together. We, we created a, a plane, we created an helicopter, we created train, we created cars, we created laptops, we created phones, we created system and structures called consulting, we created uh, um, um, church services, a place of worship where we allow people to know more about God and we're able to create in a such a way that many people come to Jesus and they begin to give value to what they are getting through offerings, tithes and all that and they begin to expand. So we created educational system which is an innovation to help people to learn more so we created all these things and we place them all across the earth and we will not come back tomorrow and god is now saying i need some percentage of this so that my kingdom can move forward because that is the greatest thing that i built all these things on earth for and we're going to say no god is saying I need 20, 10, 5%, whatever percentage to put on these resources. I need a, that part of the aeroplane you created to ensure that it conveys people from one place to another place for evangelism so that they can have one on one to tell people about Jesus. I need that train to be able to help the people that I cannot source for their income to put in place so that every time they enter the train and they know that there's a God in heaven that made it possible for them, they will look unto me, they will call upon me and I will hear them and answer them. 
he said that. So he said the educational system that you created is enlightening a lot of people. They begin to learn, they begin to know, and there's an avenue opportunity to actually tell them there's something called God, there's a content called Bible. So all these things is asking for some percentage of those resources, and we are saying no. And what I've said, if you listen carefully, I didn't just talk about money. I'm talking about the things that we have put on earth to ensure that he's expanding the kingdom. That is the resources of God is asking. It might be in the money you put in the 10% the tithe. It help us to buy the microphone. It help us to buy um, the speakers. It help us to create a beautiful atmosphere for people to sit and hear the word of God. It help us to go out to reach out to the needed, the poor. It help us to reach. So we are able to tell more people. So it, the resources is anything that you put or you give out out of the resources God has given you. And when it's resources here, if you look at is saying the word when the harvest time approached, meaning that when the, you have invested, you've planted the first seed. I understand you went through all those labors. You've planted, you've committed seed in the ground, you watered it, watered it, watered it, watered it, and then the harvest start coming. And then the somebody is not coming from me, a church or a pastor, and saying, he need my damn money. What the hell is that? No, there is no hell. But what I'm saying is this. Jesus is telling you here that he knows you went through all that to get a harvest. But he's still going to send someone to you. He's going to send people to you. He's going to send the different people to come and take out of those resources to ensure the kingdom grows. Because he knows that the resources on earth, the harvest on earth itself does not bring resources unless it comes into the hand of someone that understands the kingdom and understand the ruler of the kingdom and the gates of the kingdom and and wanted to ensure that it helps people to you might be work all your life and you feel you are laboring for yourself but you don't know that you're just laboring to ensure more people get to know about the kingdom and work in the system can i buttress on this a little again it means that it is part of the system there is a giving in this system that ensures that the part of the resources you commit, this person commits another, A, Mr. A commits, Mrs. B commits, Mr. C commits, Mrs. D commits, everybody gathering these resources and we begin to rotate. Because Mr. A has those resources, Mr. And Mrs. B does not have it and Mr. D has and Miss um, um, F does not have it. So I take from this, I to solve part of this, I give out these resources to ensure that the system is rotating and nobody is leaning under the tutelage or nobody is being oppressed by any other person and the kingdom of heaven is existing in the first year. You need to give out of the resources that you've labored for long not to just give out but to give out to ensure the kingdom of every system is rotating so my time is running fast my time is running fast because i need to complete this 
so we need it. So, you need to, I'm checking my time and I'm like, how can I? Okay, so I, I can round up here. I needed to say all this. Still a long and long and long and long. So, um, okay, let me just quickly... Let me just quickly say this. So the last thing I wanted to mention in this part of the mystery on this question of what is the will of God, it is in this kingdom, you must be fruitful and multiply. You must be fruitful and multiply. I wanted, I'm supposed to read the scripture to get to that point, but I'm going to leave the scripture and I, I quickly jump to the point. You must be fruitful and multiply. If you are not fruitful and if you don't multiply, this kingdom is will spill your heart. And the kingdom of the world is as the same. You must be fruitful and multiply. So that's why Galatians gave us the different type of fruits the Holy Spirit gives you and the demons gives you. The devil, the enemy gives you the fruits which you can you should bear. The Holy Spirit gives you the fruits to bear then you need to multiply it. Multiply your talent, multiply your gifting, multiply your skills. And that is why Jesus gave us a parable of the five talents, three talents and one talent. They multiplied it. So you must bear fruit and multiply your talent. So the fruit you are bearing, your talent will help you to multiply it, to get across to many people. You have a gift. And the multiplication is just so for your benefits. It's not only for your benefits. It's to actually ensure that the people around you know more about this kingdom. Know more about this kingdom. We are going to continue in another part. Like I, 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 t I tell in the last this series are not just a series we are just going to do in the Mama podcast. It's going to be taking a lot of teaching, which I pray God give me all the opportunity to be able to teach it in a broader path, uh, a fashion. So before we go on this podcast today, I want to actually give an opportunity to someone that is saying Jesus Christ. I don't I've heard about him, but I want to know him. You've talked about Jesus, you talked about Lord, you talk so who is this? And I want to be part of this kingdom. So what is even the gateway for me? So the gateway is Jesus Christ, and you just need to say this short prayer with us by saying, Jesus Christ, I believe in my heart and I confess with my mouth that you are my savior and the king. Come into my life today. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And I pray the hold of sin is broken over our life today in the mighty name of Jesus. Every agenda of the enemy shall not prevail. 
in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Thank you till we come your way next time. Have a wonderful night.